Welcome to Do The Damn Show. I'm your host, the tatted, the fatted, the one and only Casey Hughes. And with me, as always, is Mr. Relentless himself, my brother from a very different mother, Lance Hughes. How you doing today, brother? Man, I'm doing well. And I want to introduce our special guest today, my beautiful wife, Jessica Hughes. How are you doing, babe? I'm doing good. Excellent. Are you sure about that? I am. <laughs> All right, let's enjoy some Bishop Black before we get rolling with Mr. Jimmy Braswell. stories ever told greatest stories ever told that's right it's gonna be it's the greatest story ever told that is true the it greatest the greatest untold story well it's gonna be that you're getting told every, every that you're told. getting here for the first time today yep first time today um it is what did you say the other day deception what did, what did, what did you, what deceit did you and deception deceit and deception yes and the road back to trust and love yes absolutely that's, that's exactly what it is mm-hmm. so let's paint a picture real quick for the people um, that are listening. You guys have been together how long? We have been together since she was in the 8th grade and I was in the 10th grade. And I graduated high school in 2007, if that tells you anything. I'm not very good at math. I barely passed. So (laughs) that's the timeline you're getting. (laughs) (laughs) So the thing you need to know is... We've been together for a very long time. Very long time. Very, very long time. And High school sweethearts. To paint that picture even further, that's where I was fixing to go. So historically speaking, even with myself, looking from the outside in, um, even as close as we are, you guys have always appeared to be that white picket fence family. Right. You know, you got, you never were all American, but you played all sports. Right. Right. Baseball, basketball, They didn't have to know that I wasn't all American, but. Well, yeah, they do, too, because we're not, we're painting truthful pictures here. We're not painting Uncle Rico pictures. <laughs> but yes, you are correct. And Jessica, you were a cheerleader. I was. Right? Yes. So we're in the, the priceful black, yellow, and gold, the bulldogs. That's right. Bulldogs. Right. That's right. Go so you, you got that whole little scenario over there, that whole little priceful yeah. community where everybody's prideful as they should be. Absolutely. You know, it's one of the most healthy things I've seen through sports, really, is that priceful community. They embrace all of that. So you guys grew up as a part of that. Yes. You know, you're right there in it fast forward a little bit past that you're still together yep decide hey we're gonna get married absolutely and we're gonna do life together yep right yep and with <laughs> that with that comes 
a lot of stuff that people, you know, don't, you know, don't see. We all want people to see the, well, we all want people to see what we want them to see. Right. That social media effect you and I talk about. Right. Exactly. That social media lifestyle. You know, you think about it. No one's going to post the pictures they don't want you to see. Right. So with, with that, I just want everybody to know, like, we're not perfect. No. And although we may seem happy and we all got it figured out and, you know, oh, they got this beautiful daughter and yada, yada, yada. It's, you know, it's not always like that. We have our trials and, and all that. And that's what we want to talk about today. Right. And I think a lot of times, too, I tell this when I, when I speak, man, I don't ever want to be the guy where somebody looks at and goes, I want to be like that guy. Yeah. Because they have no idea <laughs> right. how right. it got to be to where this guy is. I mean, I've been a big piece of crap in my life, you know, over time. And uh, so I think that's really cool because even then, even though you say that, there are still people that are going to listen to this and they're going, well, it can't be that bad. Right. You know what I mean? What are we talking about? We, yeah. We argued on the way home from Logan's on Friday night because we couldn't <laughs> yeah. decide where we wanted to eat at. Yeah. You know? We couldn't. Where she didn't. Where yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But I think I think that's the cool thing about you guys. The story is, is that you're painting that full picture of it. Look, you know, right. you do have those little petty arguments. You do have those relationship building things that go on. But there's a whole lot of life. The story that we're getting ready to tell is is very hard it's very raw and it lets you know that we're human want people to know that you're not alone yeah you know for sure because that's what we've learned through this as well so just to kind of you know not jump in at full force but i mean i think it's just not even pulling down that like perfect relationship that people may think that we have i think it's just truly wanting to for one, help people, and that's not to air out dirty laundry by right. any means. Because there is truly a sole purpose as to why we decided to do it. Well, if you wanted to do that, you could vague book, vague book <laughs> yes. post all day. Yeah, yes. but, you know, if it was dirty laundry, then yes. you got yeah. plenty of ways to put yes. that out there. Right. Yes. But we do want to touch on people, and I feel like, you know, Lance has started to do that through TikTok and his social media to kind of start that already. So I realized that right. I also have a aside to that i also have my own things that i went through right. and you know you don't have to look like you have to have it all together so that's what i want to sit here and talk about too is to you can overcome those things those things are just a temporary time you know and it's maybe a hard season but we're going right. to get through it so that's what we're going to do today and we're going to let you just jump right in there you're going to jump into the mess part of the message. yes so we're, yeah. we're going to you jump know. we're going to jump right into the mess so there was, you know, there was a time in, in 2020 where I started to t take a slippery slope with with many things. My job wasn't going the way that I wanted it to. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a mortgage banker, you know, by day. And there's a national test that you have to pass. And I'd already failed this test three times. And, you know, once you once you fail three times, you have to wait six months before you can take it again. And that had already happened, except that, you know, not that big of a deal. Well, I failed it three more times. And, you know, after after that third time again, man, I, I really started going downhill, feeling not worthy and not good enough. And I really felt like that I was letting Jessica down. I really felt like I was letting a lot of people down. And I was beating myself up day after day. And what ended up happening is... You know, my boss, which is a good friend of mine, ended up, you know, 
benching me per se. So my job was to focus on this test for the next six months or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. And, you know, during that time, I'm not working. As a man, you want to feel like you're doing your part. During this, I just start getting in this dark place and I start focusing on all the wrong things. And I think even during this, like I notice how heavy, like you not working. And so I felt like I needed to step up and say, okay, how can I, how can I help? What can I do? I may not be able to pass this test for him, but can I help him study? Can I help him, you know, maybe help him set aside time, trying to think of just ways to help him creatively structure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I can, I can attest to that, but I didn't like, it was just going in one ear and out the other because I just didn't want to hear it. I just, I'll, for whatever reason, I wanted to just continue to waller in myself pity, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and not do anything to help myself or her. So, so I want to ask real quick, just, just because you already, I think you've already drove that home, but it's, I think it's worth bringing up that the support from Jessica was there through, yes. the, through the whole time. Through the entire time. And it was the mental block that mm-hmm. we all have, you know, that go through those things. And I say we all, I mean everybody. Not just right. you and I. I'm talking about everybody that will re- keep us from allowing ourselves to fully walk through that support base that's there. Yeah. And sometimes we find ourselves where it's even harder because yeah. you you made that you know like you're letting her down. Right. You know, we're letting other everybody else around us down, and they shouldn't have to help us. Right. You know. Yeah. And that's what it, you know. You just said it. I, I didn't feel like she. I didn't want her to feel like she had to help. Right. Because you know. I was supposed to help her, yeah. <laughs> you know, as a, as a man, like she's not supposed to have to come to me and ask me what my problems are. Like I want to right. be there for her yep. and to feel like I, I can't provide and do all that really drove me into a dark place mentally yep. to the point where I basically started spending most of my time at the gym. That was for me, that was a way just to get away yeah. from, yes. from everything. I can say probably if you weren't working or studying at the time, it was, at the gym for hours. Yeah, hours. Which starts out as healthy. You know, you're yeah, burning off, yeah. you're burning off the stress, burning off the steam. Yeah, you know? and that's and that's exactly how it started out. It started out healthy like that, but then as as time goes on, you know, I started taking steroids, and you know, I don't. Let's be honest here. I don't see a lot of things wrong with steroids, but the way that I was taking them, I was doing them for an, an unhealthy reason, and once once that started happening, it starts to feed your ego. And when all that starts happening, I, I started to get into a darker place because here I am. I'm already thinking that I'm not worthy. I'm already thinking I'm not good enough. I already think that I'm failing her and everybody else around me. Well, now I'm seeking out all this attention that I'm trying to get from her that I feel like she's not giving to me when all actually she was giving me more than I deserved or needed. Right. But in, in my head, I had built up that. I wasn't getting that attention. Yeah. And when I felt that, it started making me feel even more unworthy. And then you start just getting to a deep, dark slope. And then that's really kind of when that darkness just overtook me. Yeah. To the point where I started questioning God. You start questioning everything. Which prior to that, your relationship with God was... Not the surface level. Definitely not what you have now or, you know, what I have now. Yeah, very much not so. Just, I would say, surface level. Surface level. 
There, you know? there is a God, but that's about as right. far as it goes. No right. actual genuine relationship. With right. It. But then I start questioning God's existence through this process. And that's when you know you're in a dark place where, you know, you get to the point where, like, I'm not I'm not even asking God why is this happening to me. I'm asking in, I'm really just saying to myself, I'm talking to myself, does God really even exist? And And once I started doing that, I started just letting everything else take over. Yeah, once you once you open that door like that, it's it's always been fascinating to me how when once depression opens that door, you know, it's it's like sneaking your friends into a party. You know what I mean? You ever heard that Jim Brewers get about tequila? You know, you can drink all the alcohol you want to, but as soon as you let tequila in, he lets all his friends in. And that's kind of the way depression and anxiety is, you know. It's once that's open and it can effectively change the character, then the char- character yeah. actually begins to change. Yeah. So let's go back to the gym real quick. You started going to the gym more. Yes. Right? You started developing. A lot putting more. A, putting a lot more time in that. Would you say that your time during the studying at that point, the focus of that test, some of that was shifted over into oh, the yeah. gym? Because in my head, I'm just like, oh, I got six months to study or, you know, whatever the case may be. I got, you know, I got so long to study. I'm just going to focus on me. Right. So that and that's that's exactly where I was fixing to go with that. So not only did it start to do that, but it started to take time away from her. Oh yes, and at home, and then they, and, you know, and then she became kind of like a secondary byproduct, right, of where you were going, right, in that direction. And, and to kind of touch on that, I want everybody to know, like Jessica is is pregnant at this time, and how how far along were you when this all yeah, when this started? Within the last three months. So between six and seven months. So we're like getting ready. She's yeah. coming. We got to, we're first time parents. Like all that is running through my head of, okay, she's coming whether we are ready for her or not. Yeah. Whether we're, and they don't and send you home with a manual. <laughs> no, they, they don't. Go, Here. Yeah. Take exactly. it home. We're done with Yes. <laughs> exactly. So my, my existence in that part was non-existent either. It took us three years to have Laney. So we went through, we've, infertility treatments all that stuff and here i am being the person that i am that's so self-centered so selfish all i cared about was myself and how i looked in the mirror because that's something i struggle with to this day honestly is my self-appearance so you begin to try to build that worth that was missing you through other things and it ultimately in retrospect it ended up costing you a lot of valuable time Mm -hmm. you know and now jessica she is pregnant again Yes, you know, baby gonna, boy on the way. You're gonna have a baby boy on the way, so I always think it's great, and it's worth noting that God does, you know, give us that second chance again because right. you're in a much different state this time around than oh what my you than what you oh were the gosh. last time. Yeah. You know, and like you said earlier about you know keeping the timeline together. You know, this is the first time that you're actually getting this out there. I mean, there's yes. a handful of us that know. Right, you know that know this story. Yeah, but I can count on hell, one dude. I've only known it for three weeks, right? Two weeks. Sure, you yeah. know, we started three weeks ago talking about it, yeah. and then and there's we, probably stuff that's going to come up today that you didn't know. Right, exactly. So let's go. All right, so you dove into the gym, right? Started diving into yourself, trying to yeah. make yourself feel better, right? Trying to build that sense of self worth. Everything again. else was on the side burner. Oh, everything. including the job, including the wife, everything, everything. You know, the baby, everything was on the side burner. I'm just trying to fix myself. Right. So that takes you to a point to where, like it always does in all of us, at some point even that's not enough. Right. And then we have to go to the next level to find that next level of affirmation. Right. So once you went through that process and you and you're in the gym and you're and you're getting better and you and you you know you're living through those lies in your head that she doesn't love you the yeah. way that you think that she right. should love you. Yeah. 
where does that take you to once that's not enough? What's the next escalation, the next step? So So during this, the gym and all that, you start to see a shift in my social media my instagram it's all self-centered all me 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 look how look how big i am look how jacked i'm getting top stuff wouldn't you say yes 100 percent. and i i got to a point where i even unfollowed him myself <laughs> i, I unfollowed I him because i was wow embarrassed yeah i truly got embarrassed about the things that maybe not his post his posts were just like selfie macho yeah, gym posts yeah right. i think she's more you know? like on my stories but on his stories like and like just little captions that he would say and everything was about like i think like wolves and sheep and that just, right yeah that just different. real dark post and yeah. it was like lyrics of songs and all that was a cry for help yeah yeah for sure that's all that it was in the moment when i was doing it you know it, it wasn't but did I have one person reach out to me and ask me if I was okay during that time either? No. No. Zero. And I think that's part of I think that's worth noting that social media it's flooded. Yeah. It is flooded with that exact same. Yeah. Now I I will say I will I will take that zero back. I did have a, you know a few good friends um that you know did try to help me. I actually had my best friend at the time actually pretty much disowned me because he told me to you know stop doing what i'm doing and when i say that i say that i was started looking for all the affirmations that i wasn't getting i was finding them from somebody else and he ended up just hey look what you're doing is wrong stop and i have the utmost respect for him for doing that today and then i had another best friend of mine you know even took me out to dinner hey man let's talk let's go you know let's go eat and try to talk to me and hey i've been through what you're going through right now i know exactly what's happening and i sat there and bought his lot to him told him you know basically just told him that i wasn't happy in my relationship and that's yeah. all that it was i know that he knew that yeah. i was lying but he also knew that i wasn't ready for help yet right and you can't help somebody that doesn't want it you cannot help somebody that doesn't want help right and a lot of times, if we're honest, we'll find ourselves making sacrifices to our own character and integrity, trying to help people. And that's another personal battle that we have to have inside right. and go, you know, how far am I willing to go? What am I willing to compromise to help this person? But it ultimately comes down to that person. Right. They're either going to change or they're not. Yeah, you know, and I think that's probably that's where it fell on me. With you? Because obviously I've seen this shift. And to my point of just not really knowing what depression looked like what signs i should be looking for so now going through this i am more aware and definitely have a lot more empathy and just yeah, an understanding yes I mean, yeah and you've never been a part of it you know what i mean yes it's like building a car engine dude if you've never torn a car engine apart you're gonna pull the pieces apart and go what the hell is yeah. this and where does right. it go but once somebody goes hey that's a camshaft yeah. or hey that's a crankshaft or hey that's a piston or yeah. this you know once you start able to identify that then it's like it's world-changing life-changing exactly and so that's where i think even me trying to reach out to people and saying okay could you talk to him could you this maybe he'll listen to you he's not listening to me me. you know and i'm sitting here just trying to think i can help think i can change him but in reality i can't right you know and you just have to face that that and i I think that's worth 
point out real quick. It's something I told you guys the other night um, that your mom told me one time. Anybody that can stay married to a huge boy deserves a medal. <laughs> we are inherently um, hard-headed, yes. mulish. I mean, it just oh, really yeah. and truly. I think that's just guys in general, but I think our genetics got it a little bit <laughs> thicker than some of the others. Um, so when he says that he wouldn't listen, <laughs> he wouldn't listen <laughs> to you know, anyone. To anyone, yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It didn't matter who it was. Yeah, and my attitude toward everybody, you know, shifted, uh, you know, to the point where, you know, I did try to go to therapy. I lied to my therapist. So, <laughs> right, yeah, there wasn't any. In, when you're in that mindset, I'm not saying therapy is no good and it doesn't work because it does. Right. But you also have to be accepting to it. Correct. And I feel like I was going just to say I was seeing a therapist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's trying that, to it's say that, that, that hey, persona, look, I'm trying. Yeah. Trying to you know tell her, hey, I'm trying to fix myself. But I'm also lying to my therapist, too, because once you tell a lie, you know, so many times, you know, you kind of, you know, that whole thing, you start to believe it yourself. Right. And, in that time, you know, in that mindset, you know, I knew I was lying. Yep. I didn't believe the lie, though, but I was still going to tell it. Yeah. Because I just, I felt like if I was going to therapy, in the back of my head, I was like, well, maybe this will still help. But it's not going to help if you're not being honest. Right. And that's one thing I learned in uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. And I, I do I think it's the corniest thing in the world. They stand up, you hold hands, and right before you leave, and everybody goes, it works if you work it, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's this chant. But I've come to find out that it's actually the truth. If you work it, yeah, it works. Any tools that you're given by therapist or yes. counseling or psychiatrist or wherever, pastors, you know, mm -hmm. leaders, anybody. Yes. If you don't take those tools and build something with it, they're not going to do anything. No. But that I've ran into so many people do with that same mindset that you had, in the, and it's another, it's like this this false success that they have. Like I'm going to counseling, I'm trying yeah. to get help, I am mm -hmm. trying to do these things, and then you go, are you really right? You know, are you really taking those tools and right. working with that? And you know, I think we would all be surprised at the amount of people that come to the revelation, the epiphany that you, you know, that you came through with this. You know, where this story actually ends yeah. up. Right. Let's go back real quick. When the when the parallel shift and you started talking to somebody else, okay? Because I think this is important to dive into if you you know if you're comfortable with doing it. How that came to be for you, because I think the the weight of your story, your your portion of this story, to mirror for hers to have the weight that it did for you. Yeah, you know what I mean is understanding that guy mentality of how that came to be because a lot of times it can be as innocent as a facebook message right it can be the poke thing remember the poke thing yes. on facebook yeah. way yes. back when yeah used to drive me insane yeah. dude because that was a nonchalant yeah. way of like hey, hey yeah hey what's up and they can't nobody can convince me that that's not what that was for right you know hey i see you over there so you know it could be as something as easy as that and i know people that are just like you know what i don't care you know what I mean? This is what it is. I'm doing it. This is how it is. And they live open that way. Yeah. So kind of, you know, as, as the, as the digression of character was going through and then the gym didn't work and the affirmation wasn't coming. So right. you thought from home when we now know that it was there the whole time. Right. What was that big parallel shift? Was it something that you went looking for or was it one of those things where it was one of those conveniently placed yes opportunities that. it was convenient no i wasn't i wasn't looking for it you know but yes it was conveniently placed and you know that's how it's just crazy how that stuff just happens like that yeah. it just 
and then you just kind of fall into that trap. I guess when you're dealing with that, if you're not, if I feel like in my head that I wasn't getting the affirmations, man, it could have just been a simple hello. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And when you're not feeling like you're getting it from somewhere else, it's just a lot easier to fall into that trap again. So you <laughs> fell into that trap. You know, you fell into that and it fixed that little wound. Yeah. Kind of like a Band-Aid. You yeah. know what I mean? A Band-Aid don't fix shit, dude. Oh, <laughs> no. Stitches don't fix it. Staples no. don't fix it. Clearly. <laughs> you know, and we're getting and to that. great Staples story. We're getting to that. Staples don't fix but it yeah, because that I, scar's always there. But in that little, in that window right there, it does. It, yeah. it does temporarily give a yeah. fix. And I think... I think I'm getting off track because I wanted to back up because we were talking about, sorry, this is just how my brain works. Thanks. Go for it, man. That's why we're here. That I was treating everybody just badly, terribly. Terrible. To the point where my parents noticed it. Yes. His parents noticed it to a certain extent. It was just. Yeah. Like my dad even noticed it. I remember my, one time he told me, he's like, what's wrong with Lance? I was like, I don't know. And he's like, dude. And he went off on this tangent. I was like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like I was. I wouldn't say I'd, I would never like say anything out of the way per se, but it was more of the fact that I was, man, I was numb to everything at this point, emotion, everything, just absolutely numb. And that's when I knew I was in a bad place. But even though I knew it, I was still treating everybody terrible. My parents, my parents would leave the house after the fact, you know, they would, they told me, you know, just recently, not long ago that, you know, they left and, you know, dad was you know thinking that i hated him or mom was wondering why i was just you know treating them so bad they were wondering what they done and everybody around me is just wondering what did i do to lance yeah when when it was nothing yeah it was just your internal yeah your internal battle it was just me fighting myself on the inside and you know i know i've apologized but from the bottom of my heart i am sorry yeah because no one deserves to be treated like I treated people, even down to my friends and, and everybody. But when you're in that place and you feel that numb and there's nothing you can do to feel any kind of emotion. I mean, Jessica, we, we'd have conversations that a lot of them, the honest hand to God, I don't remember. And that's scary as well when you're sitting there and you're telling your wife that you don't love her anymore yeah, and she doesn't, she doesn't love you. Like I'm telling her she doesn't love me. Right. Because I didn't love myself. Yeah. I hated myself. It's an internal projection. And I, I tell her, like I tell everybody the only way that I can put into a picture of how I was feeling was I would look in the mirror and this may sound crazy to people, but I would look in the mirror, and yes, it would be me staring back at myself. But my eyes were just piercing, almost as like you can picture piercing red eyes. And that vision of me would just smile, that shit-eating grin. And he would just say, I got you. Yep, got you locked down. He had me, and I wasn't going anywhere. And I was in such a dark place that I, I do remember saying on several accounts that I loved the way that I felt. I was just about to say that I remember yeah. a conversation we had one afternoon that was bawling my eyes out, you know, just, again, trying to understand, trying to wrap my head around what's happening, what's what's going through his head, and just nothing out of him. I could, I would just stare at him, and it was just like I was staring at this wall. Yeah. 
It was just I did not feel he cared what I said. Yeah, didn't I was care staring that right I through even, her at all times. Yeah, I didn't care that I was even there. I was like, what? Why am I even here? And he did. I can remember where we're at in our house, and that's just a whole different tangent. But of just him saying, I just kind of like feeling like this. I don't have to care about anything. I just like the way that I feel. I don't have any emotion, and I was just like. How? Yeah. How? How can you yeah. How? live? It? Yeah. Because I finally felt like no one could hurt me. Right. I felt unstoppable, basically, because if I I felt like if I didn't feel, then I couldn't be hurt. In, in retrospect, I didn't think that I was hurting everybody else, and and I was. Yeah. And but I just think, to just I, to say that, just to be in that dark place and say. And I love the way that this makes me feel because I finally feel like I didn't give a shit what anybody thought about me. And that's what I said. Like, I don't care what anybody thinks about me. And I finally felt that to be true. And I think, too, man, like if you if you if you take a walk with me real quick, Mm -hmm. historically in Christianity and in religion, you know, we hear that the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. Yeah. Oh man, we and were just talking about that at lunch. That, that's the same was, thing. That thing's, literally, that's been beat in, you know, and 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 it's no no big secret. I, I think everything's got a bad rap over time. But the truth of that is, this is what I've learned. The truth of that is, is the depression and the anxiety and the alcoholism that I've experienced in my life. Its main mission was to isolate me, isolate me to where it was just me and it. Mm-hmm. You know, I would go out to my shop and I would sit and I would do that. And, and Hayden, she would have a very similar conversation, I guarantee you, with you about that in the sense that she would look and I would be lifeless because right. it had succeeded mm-hmm. in isolating me from absolutely everything in my life. And that's, you know, that's what happened. That's, that's its sole purpose. And once it gets there, right, it does exactly what you said in the mirror. I got you. Yeah. I got you. This is where you're at. Oh, yeah. And then we begin to believe that. That, you know, hey, I don't have yeah. to worry about nothing. And, and Jess can attest to this. Like, it was like, it was like somebody else had crawled up in my body and started taking over and just working me like a puppet. And as scary as that sounds, like, that is what happened. Like, I truly feel and know that I was, I, mean, I was taken over by something. And I think it's worth pointing out just real quick, just to clarify, you're not running from the responsibility of that and the ownership of the things that happen. It's just no. a way that you're you're painting the picture of, you know, how you went about through that. Right. I mean, you just get to this point of, okay, is this who my husband really is? Right. Is this is this how he wants our life to be? Is what am I supposed to do? Again, I have a baby. You know, I'm already thinking. Okay, is he going to be existing? Is he not? What's happening? And yes, when we got to the point of him saying he doesn't love me, then I go in instantly to a state of, okay, I'm going to be a single mom. Yeah, right. And, you know, I can get into that on my side, but just I'm thinking right then in that moment, I've got to take care of this little girl right. in my body. Right. If he doesn't care, I've got to care about her because mm-hmm. right. I'm not going to let anything happen yeah and i think i let that overcome me to the point where i thought that she was more worried about the baby than she was about me yeah and i was just being selfish which i was gonna say and that probably turned that into ammunition for you yeah and it did it did and so here i am just being selfish thinking all she cares about is the baby when why am i not right 
So, you know, I, I say that to just say that I am so sorry. And I know I've told you 10,000 times, but I am. And it brings me to tears. But <laughs> Both of us. <laughs> it's, not, it's not easy. And we just. No, it's not easy so to much. talk about. But I love you so much. And I didn't even plan on saying any of this, but I do. And I am sorry because talking about this is hard. But it's more important to know that our relationship is stronger than ever. But just to kind of jump jump back into the weeds, I just wanted to say that real quick. <laughs> so I'm curious, um, and we can expand on it when we get to uh, the one about Jessica. Um, through his self-worth defects, did that put you in a corner to where you begin to question your own self-worth? Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Definitely. A hundred percent. Like, I obviously, I'm not stupid, and I knew things were... Something was going on. Right. Something. Because there were several events that just have taken place. And, right. You know, and I just knew at some point, like, something was going to happen. But I got to that point, too. I mean, I can't change him. Right. I was, he wasn't listening to me. Mm -hmm. There was no point. So no. I was just like, okay. That's why I just shifted my focus. As she point, should have. Right. At that point, I didn't know what else to do. I just shifted my focus to something else. The only reason I bring that up is because I think it's important for people to take note of that, that when we go through that, those closest to us will ultimately go through that as well. Right. And I wasn't realizing that at the Correct. time. Right. I'm, I'm just so self-centered. And, you know, during this to kind of, you know, fast forward a little bit, you know, we know I was talking to somebody else. I started talking to somebody else. So obviously with that comes being secretive. I'm drinking more just because I want to feel something Yeah, and smoking more because I want to feel something. Yeah, And I say that to say that, you know, that brings up the softball accident. So, so as I roll yeah. my eyes, yeah, Jessica is rolling her eyes. <laughs> so I drive the forerunner to the softball game. I smoke on the way. So I'm smoking a blunt on the way to the softball game, you know, playing softball and playing center field. Ball gets hit, deep center field. I turn to go, you know, to chase it down. I dive, and I don't realize how close I am to the fence, and I square up the pole, the joint that's in the pole <laughs> on my head. It's not funny, but it's funny. And I just, I turn around, cover my head, and the first person I, I see is Chad. He's playing left field at the time. Shout out to Chad. What's up, brother? You know, Chad's over there, and he... He just says, Lance, there's a lot of blood. <laughs> so automatically, I knew I just gashed my head open. Well, first of all, of course, I'm home alone. Yes, yes. And I get a text, oh, yeah. which I don't see my that, phone. There's a text yeah, that comes this. through. Then a phone call. So it's just a picture. Yeah, so he's like, hey, did you get the picture? I'm like, what picture? Like, I'm you're playing so softball. Like, I, mean, I don't know what's happening. I look, and I'm like... Oh my gosh, Lance, what happened? You know, like you're like, what in the world? And then at first I'm like, that's so disgusting because yeah, I hate I said, stuff like that. <laughs> I was just like, I may need stitches. And so she has to call her brother because she doesn't have a car. And they, you know, he brings her up there. But I go pick him up and oh, yeah. I get in my car, instantly I smell weed. And I'm like, oh yeah, because it lingers. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is my car. Yeah. Like, why? What are you doing? Again, me being selfish. You know, but, you know, you kind of have to, like, sideswap that and right. then be like, okay, well, we've got to get you to the ER. So here we are. I am eight months pregnant mm -hmm. at this point. 
going to the ER during the middle of COVID, thanks yes. to my husband. Yes, and I end up having to get <laughs> 10 staples in my head. Taking your asshole husband to yes. the ER. Yes. That's worth just yes. noting. Yes. So had to get 10 staples put in my head, you know, through this. And during this time, like, I think I sleep in the recliner the next three days or something like that. Yes. I don't Because, of course, know. they're asking him, saying he's probably got a concussion, you know, all yeah. the protocol yeah. for yeah. that, whatever. So, yeah, he's in the living room. I'm making sure he's not sleeping or making sure he's not, whatever they said, screen time or something. Yeah. Didn't watch I the TV. Lo- I couldn't or... watch TV because whatever. The whole something. concussion stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever. She's lights. taking care of me. You're right. And she yeah. is waiting on me hand and foot yeah. after the way that I've been treating her. And making a baby. Yes. I think it's very important to to bring this to light real quick. Jessica, you're, you're an, an extremely intelligent person. So I say that to say this. Because it would be so easy for people to look and go, oh, no, girl, leave his ass. Yes. <laughs> you know, but yes. you you chose not out of ignorance to stay with him. You chose to stay with him out of love, even through your own trials. Yes. But historically and socially, the, the idea behind it is they look at it and go, girl, you crazy. Yeah, and I think that's, yeah, 100%, because yeah. I know there's people that's going to listen to this yeah, and be like, that's gonna listen to this and oh, say my that. gosh, I would have never done that. At this point in the story, if you don't realize how strong she is. Oh, yeah. I think it's important, too, to say it's not fake. I don't think, I don't think I've ever seen you when I just thought Jessica was fake. No. no. It was just the, the getting through it. And I think it's also, too, that she done this every day. Right. Since that process started. Yes. And that's why when we were at dinner the other night, I've told you, I've said it for a long time, behind every successful man is an insanely strong and successful woman. Absolutely. Because without that as men... We can't function. We can't. We cannot be left alone without no. you guys. You know, we would be broke, homeless, hungry, and wearing dirty clothes. No, that's what. We, <laughs> that's where we would be. But the flip side of it is, is it empowers us to be a version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, in the end, that we can be proud of. Right. But I think we we really need to acknowledge that that it starts with our counterpart mm-hmm. being super supportive, even when it's crazy. So I think it's important to point this out. When the staples were in your head, mm-hmm. you reached out to the best physician in the world to remove Yeah, them. we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. But before, right, oh, man. So, oh, yeah. man. so right before that, you know, we didn't do a baby moon because of all this. Like, we missed out on that. We missed out on all the baby things. So what is that? You guys said that the other day. I don't know what that is. So a baby moon is the is a trip you take, just your last trip, just like me and Jess before oh, okay. we have a baby. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Like a honeymoon, like a honeymoon, honeymoon, honeymoon but a baby moon. Yeah. yeah. I gotcha. So we were supposed to do that. So in, you can wall around in high heels, you know, eight months pregnant, <laughs> right. be miserable. Yeah. yeah, I gotcha. So we don't, we don't do that, but Jess ends up going to South Carolina, going to Charleston with her parents, which I was supposed to be a part of. And how many days were you gone? Mm, I think it was four. Four days. So in those four days, I drink all day and I smoke all day. I actually think I bought weed the day that she left. So that builds up to during this time, I'm smoking every day and drinking every day to the point where I call the one and only Casey Hughes. That's right, man. MD. And I'm bone sober at this time. I say, hey, man. You want to do something cool tonight? <laughs> well, I think it's important to know that we always have great ideas. We always have the, great the ideas. The best of the great. The best of yeah, the Yeah, when me and Casey put our heads together, there's nothing we cannot do. Exactly. Including, including 
pulling staples out of my head. So, registered so, nurse. Casey. I just want to tell you, it didn't seem odd to me. Which you guys can think what you want to. You know, <laughs> no, it, it I didn't seem it odd that I my little brother calls odd. me and goes, "Hey, I need to pull staples out of my head. I'm bringing some whiskey over. Do you want to do it?" And me go, "Hell yes, yes, I want to do it." I remember taking pictures and uh, Hayden was in the kitchen. I said, "Lance yeah. gonna be here in a little while." She's like, "What for?" I was like, "Oh, we're, he's gonna come over. We're gonna have some drinks, pull staples out of his head." <laughs> Just a and casual she, Saturday night. Yeah. She goes, "What? Yeah, is that, is that safe?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." yeah. So yeah. I I show up with a whole bottle of whiskey and uh and. A nice blunt, and I remember asking you, "Hey, you mind if I smoke this?" Yep. I don't know why I thought you'd care, but I was like, "Hey, <laughs> yeah, because you're a role model citizen out here. I'm about yeah. to drink slam Jack Daniels yeah. and pull staples out. So no, you can't smoke that blunt in here. Yeah. So little do you know that you know what I'm going through. Yeah. Like yeah, you don't I knew absolutely nothing. Like nothing. We're not we're not exaggerating when this doesn't sound out of the blue right. that that we would do something like this. Correct. And, you know, when I get there, you don't know what kind of darkness I'm dealing with right now. You don't know how in the middle of these demons that I'm battling. Right. You have no idea. Yeah, and I do remember, dude, your mom texted me that night, and she said, how's your little brother? And I said, he's fine. He's good. And she said, well, is he okay? And I was like, yeah, he drank too much. He passed out on the couch. But, you know, to me, I offer that. To me, that was yeah. the extent of it. You know what right. I mean? Like, he's had a bad day. You know what I mean? Or it's been a crappy week, and yeah. we're just polishing off. We're going to yank these staples out and hang yeah, out, because, listen to I, some music, and have a good time. And then he passed out, which I've been around a lot of drunks in my life. Yeah. That's what and they do at some point. I did, man. I, I smoked that entire blunt by myself, and I was just turning up that bottle of whiskey as you were pulling staples out of my head. <laughs> as we were pulling them out, uh, probably a few days early, but, you know, still. And I just remember drinking and vomiting a lot. Yeah, I, I remember you know waking up on the couch and I, you weren't there. No, because I went in the house. Because <laughs> I sleep but, in the house. <laughs> but I was. But, but I remember just vomiting my guts up. That was a big bottle. Yeah, it was. It wasn't a little bottle. No, no, no. it was. It was large. And I, I remember. It's funny now. But I remember just, I, I remember waking up and kind of hearing Casey's voice in the garage. I think Hayden might have been in there too. I'm not sure. Probably. But the most lovely Christmas music was playing. <laughs> Frank's not your Christmas, dude. And this was not Christmas time. <laughs> no, this was October. And I just, I do, for whatever reason, I do remember asking you, is that Christmas music? And why is that playing? <laughs> So take us to the point to where you tell Jessica about the cheating, because it's a fascinating story that involves Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that's, it, that's exactly what if I was about. If you know us, to, you know we love ice cream, love ice cream. so <laughs> somehow it's literally, revolved around ice cream. <laughs> we literally eat a pint of ice cream a night. <laughs> we two, love ice two, cream. Two actual fit people eat yeah. a pint of ice cream That is That is my guilty pleasure. I'm over pleasure. here at 270 and don't eat it but like once every three weeks. I, so. so keep in mind, all this happened in... October. Okay, so Laney was born November twenty second. Okay. So I left in October of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. So fast forward all the way to February of twenty twenty one. And that's when so months have went by that I've been battling these demons. So let's put it let's put a timeline together real quick. Complete demise of character begin to happen when? September. September. Okay. So then we have the complete lapse of self and took the trip and that happened when? October. October. So then we go to Laney being born. November. In November. Mm-hmm. All right. 
And that brings us to February rolls around, and this is when God finally is able to get through to me. I'm in the shower. God said, just go to church on Wednesday night. Just go to church. And I finally just say, okay. So I get out of the shower, and she's taking Lainey for a, a walk. So I go for a walk with them, and, and I tell her, I was like, hey, look, I'm going to go to church with you tonight. And lo and behold, the pastor, Brother Melanie, preaches a sermon that just feels like it's directly at us, or at me, not at us, but at me. God, you know, God's, you know, kind of punching me in the face at this point saying, hey, I'm trying to tell you, you need to come clean. And so we're leaving church. Here I am trying to process this message. So we're, we're going to Dairy Queen because, again, we love ice cream. We're in line at Dairy Queen, and Jessica just looks at me and tells me that she thinks that she needs to go talk to a therapist because she felt like she was the problem because she couldn't let go. When she told me that, that she thought that she was the problem, it broke me, man. It yeah. broke me. And I knew right then I done, I mean, it literally took a snap of a finger. And I knew, I'm telling her, I cannot let the love of my life go to therapy for something she thinks that she's the blame for. Wow. And we get home, and she's sitting on the couch, and I literally just, I come up to her, and I, obviously I'm not right out with it. Like, it's just, it's hard, because I still don't want to tell her. Casey, I lied to her three times, yeah. trying to tell her the truth, because the devil's in the back of my head saying, that's all. That's, you know, that's good. That's good enough. That's all you need to say. So I started out telling her, hey, yeah, I was on my way to meet somebody, but I turned around. Yeah. And then it turned into, hey, you know, I'm on my way. I was, you know, I did go and meet that person, yes. But as soon as I got there, I, I came back. Then I was like, God, just punch me with Lance. Tell her you will not be able to live with yourself if you don't. Right. And then the third time I finally told her the truth, how hard it was to see her face disappointment. And she didn't yell at me. She didn't slap me. If there's any moment she could have slapped me. That was one of those moments where, yeah, I deserved it. She just, she just walked away. I remember telling her, I was like, look, I said, please don't ask me to leave. Yeah. And I just break down. I'm like, please don't ask me to leave. I was like, I want to be here. So I, I remember saying like, when does it end? When does it stop? Yeah. When does the lying truly stop? I think he was just starting to trip up on those lies over time oh yeah you can only hold it together for so long yes yeah. and then we like we talked it's about just, a woman's intuition yeah. the, you you all should be private investigators at this point like i'd broken down and you know asked for that forgiveness and obviously i wasn't expecting her to forgive me right away no and i, I remember telling her i was like i don't care how long i'll spend a lifetime trying to make this up to her and i mean that to this day right in con in conclusion to, to everything god is always in control God is in control of the storms that we go through. God can stand up and, you know, and tell that storm to be still. But it's also important to know that God may not. He may allow you to go through that storm and actually sink. He may allow your ship to sink. I just wrote down, you know, Psalms 89.9. You rule the swelling of the sea. When, it, when waves rise, you still them. And that's what God has the power to do. But like I said, God also has the power to let us sink. And that's what God had to do in this in this scenario. And I think sometimes, too, man, like you talk about sinking. God, he, he, he built us a really good boat. 
you know, like a really good boat. Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of goes, look, how you pilot that boat, that is completely up to you. And we'll right. bang it into the reef. We'll, we'll take it out and do a whole lot of things with a boat <laughs> yeah, we that will. we ain't supposed to do with. And then sometimes we turn around and go, look, you let my boat sink. No, dude, you yeah. you ran that boat yeah. <laughs> into that coral reef and got a gash in the side of it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll close and just and say in this, how are you going to handle your storm? Because that storm's coming one day if you're not in one right now. It is coming. So how are you going to handle that? Yep. And I think we need to reflect on the storms that we've been through. Definitely, it's hard to look in the middle of the storm that we're in right now and go, what's this for? Yeah. It's a lot easier oh, to, so look at the, to look at the, the storms that we've been through and go, okay, what did, what right. did I get out of that? You know, right. What character development came from that storm? Yeah, and it's you important know. to know God is in control. He is. He is in control. Absolutely. That's a, that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. It is. It is, especially when you have so many reasons that you feel like, quote, unquote, that you could be questioning him. And I think if, if if we're honest, we could question God at any turn point. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, and it, I think you know, I think a lot my of grass die. God, I bought one hundred and forty dollars <laughs> worth of fertilizer. Why is it dead? <laughs> yeah, you know, people get in serious conversations like that. Yeah. Where some of the yeah. questions they ask is just as ridiculous. Right. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I don't. I don't think followers of Christ do a good enough job of going. Look, I really don't know. Right. I think there too many of us try to pretend like we have the answers. You know, right. and that's why I try to take that approach. Then I, I don't know everything. Right. I don't know. I can only attest to the things that's happened in my life and brought me to where I'm at. Right. You know, I can. that's all I can give you. I can't give you what somebody <laughs> wrote 2,000 years ago right. and put myself in their shoes all the time, but I can apply yep. it to how I done it. So yep. at the end of the show, we have two questions that we're going to ask um, at each guest that comes. Uh, Lance yeah. asked me last time. Um, I'm going to ask him today, yeah. and then uh, we'll follow suit. Uh, when it is your time, Jessica. Okay. They're super simple. There are no wrong answers. <laughs> no wrong answers. Your D. It's not multiple choice, but they are. There are no wrong answers. <laughs> so, moving into you that. You can ask me first. Yeah, moving into that portion of it. Uh, it's 11 o'clock. You're on a road trip, right? Yeah. You know, you guys go to the beach and so forth. Yeah. You know, you've been driving all day, kind of going into the night. Walking to the truck stop. Yeah. What are you walking out with? I'm walking out with a bottle of water. And an energy drink of some sort, honestly, probably a zero sugar Red Bull or zero? a Celsius or a, a Celsius. Yes, because I'm I'm trying to do better with my life and 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 do healthier. I really haven't been drinking energy drinks at all, to be honest with you. But if I do, usually it's a Celsius. And that's what a sparkling water. It is. Type. Yes. It's a, look. Let's 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 make it less feminine. Okay. That's that's okay. He's super fancy. It's a non-alcoholic basic white claw. Yeah, that's all it is. That and some to get manlier, probably some beef jerky. Beef jerky. You gotta have dried beef yeah. products, man. Yeah. yeah. It is yeah. a little expensive now, so but but still, you know, probably beef jerky. Yeah, but you only live once. That's true. I do buy the cheaper. Oh of yeah, I try to buy, buy the fourteen dollar bag. And a lot so. of times, I will just get the Jack Link sticks. To be yeah. honest with you, there you that's go. usually what I get. Jalapeno ones. All right. So uh, Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. ten years old. You go to bed, right? Mm-hmm. You get up Christmas morning. Yep. What's that toy that's under there? That is, it's just like the end all. To be honest with you, the first thing that comes to my head is my Xbox. The very oh, true the, yeah, gamer. Yeah, the first, the first Xbox. But also want to say the basketball goals, the little basketball goals that hang up on the back back of your door. Oh yeah, yeah. That really resonates more because that was the gift that I got, as cheap as that is, allowed me to. It exploded like my imagination 
because I remember being upstairs in my room and playing five on five, you know, with myself. Oh, we're an NBA star at this yeah, point. Yeah, so NBA. Actually, more like Harlem Globetrotters. I had my oh. my red, white, and blue shorts. Oh, on. Yeah. Look, when I got into my imagination, bro, I did it right. I had a jersey on and everything. Yeah. But that that it's that, not just good enough to be a millionaire. No, I'm going to be a showboating millionaire. Yeah, that that gift allowed me to expand my imagination. And I just feel like that's really important for kids. You know, imagination is everything. Even I don't care how old you are. Little 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 white Harlem Globetrotter Lance Hughes. Yeah, headband too. Head, headband too. <laughs> yeah, because you know I had headband. The, yeah. I had that Justin Bieber hair back then. You know, yes, you did have that that neck yeah. twig where you got to yep. swoosh it out of your face. Yeah, I have yeah. neck problems now. Because I do of remember it. that. I do remember <laughs> that. So that brings us to the end of the episode. We want to thank you guys for joining us today. As you walk through your week, day, month, wherever you may be in your journey, we want to remind you to be real, be you, and be salt, and stay away from that peanut butter unicorns that Jessica loves to talk about. (laughs) Mr. Jeremy Braswell and Bishop Black, feel free to take us on home. And I did want to say something. (laughs) Say it. I thought you were like, (laughs) nailed me off there. Let me turn that down for you? No. But I just want everybody to know just to always remember to learn to praise God in the middle of your storm. And I'll say it again. Learn to praise God in the middle of your storm. Is that your truth, Juice? No. But as always, stay relentless, everybody.